0: Hello and a very warm welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod. I'm Johnny Hammond and we've got another brilliant show lined up for you today. Reflecting on everything around the globe from Women's Rugby, we've got the Wales captain, Bristol Bears, number eight show. And Lily Crapp is joining us on the pod to talk about Bristol's unbelievable start to the season, what's changed there, how integrated they are being as a club. We've also got Sonia Green better known as Sonic, the lady who made her 300th appearance for Saracens at the weekend. We needed to mark that uh, unbelievable milestone and Sonic is coming on the pod a little bit later on. Some other exciting news here on the WRP, we've got a new member of the team, Nandi Butelezi. Some of you may have known her from presenting women's rugby roundup show on SABC down in South Africa in Johannesburg. Yeah, she's been getting across women's rugby down in South Africa. And she's going to be doing some news reading for us, our very own Moira Stewart. Uh, she's also a community sports journalist, really. Um, that's her, her day job. Um, and she's got some great energy and is really, really looking forward to, to, to being involved in the pod. And we're hugely looking forward to her being involved. As well, Andy is going to bring you all the international news a little bit later on in the pod. But let's get straight to the Bristol number eight, to Wales captain, Shoan Lillicrap. It is a very, very warm welcome to Showan um from Bristol Bears and also the the Wales captain. Good morning, Sean. How are you?
1: good thanks johnny thanks
0: for having me on well i mean it's what second time now so you're officially in that bracket of offender the pod i love it <laughs> pop that on the cv genuinely right yeah. up there i'm sure with all your other accolades
1: they'll be on my bio now by later on <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah get in touch with wikipedia how, how sings yeah. with you um you're you're a busy lady uh as ever no doubt club country day job all the rest of it how's how's everything going
1: yeah, very good. Um, it's obviously lovely to be in a win- winning camp in Bears, and a great start uh, to the season. We couldn't have asked for a better start, really. So, you know, that always helps. Um, yeah, work super busy with uh, university starting back and really normality in university and student life for the first time in 18 months. So that's busy. And then obviously kicking back into Welsh camp now ahead of autumn. So an exciting, busy time ahead.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Um, what, um, you coach at Cardiff? University, Swansea right? uni.
1: Z, oh, Swansea. Oh, yeah.
0: How yeah. dare I? What blast I
1: know. Don't let anyone hear <laughs> you say that.
0: <laughs> no, editor, editor, cut that bit out, cut that bit out. Yeah. Um, and what do what you do there just for the, for those that, that, that don't know?
1: I'm head of rugby for Swansea University. So look after men's and women's programmes really from, participation up to high performance so a bit of everything really
0: I know it's properly full-on then
1: yeah yeah it is but it's really rewarding you know you get to work with really 18 to 21 year olds maybe some more mature students but you know in their prime of their life really and uh, you know a lot of people a lot of those individuals want to be pro rugby players so give them the opportunity to to leave us with a degree but hopefully a rugby career as well, alongside that. So, yeah, it's a a rewarding job.
0: Yeah, huge rewarding. Coaching, working with people, I always think is uh, incredibly rewarding stuff. But, I mean, it's not a road I particularly want to to go down, but it's kind of, it's an open goal. How on earth do you fit that in, being an international (laughs) club rugby player as well? What what time do you get up, like three in the morning?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, the lack of sleep is definitely something that, Um, I have. But yeah, earlier, early start, really, to catch up on admin and get, uh, you know, everything in um, coaching evenings that I'm not training myself, essentially. So, you know, it is a long, long days and um, a lot of things to fit in. But yeah, the reality is probably family and personal life suffers that my time is consumed with work and playing rugby myself. And that's that's pretty much it.
0: (laughs) Yep. Rugby rugby twenty-four-seven. Yeah. Wall to wall. Well yeah. let, let's
1: get into yeah, let's
0: get into um the club stuff, which is what yeah, well we got you mainly on uh, today. Bristol Bears, um, an unbelievable start to the season. Five, perfect start, five points in the back. at the weekend, gone to the home of the champions and uh, I would say stuffed them, but what was it? Twenty-four-five. That's yeah. that's not a bad that's not a bad result, considering also it was that it was um five all at half time and then you come on and look at the sch- change of the scoreline
1: <laughs> yeah no you know it was a it was a great game of rugby to be honest and you know uh first half it was it was neck and neck and you know credit to to harlequins as well were throwing everything up Bears to, during that time but um, yeah. yeah you know it was a full squad effort to be fair that you know i think one to to 23 contributed and and performed to that result. So, um, I, you know, it's for me, it's super exciting over where we can go as, as Bears women, you know, it's a pleasure to to play for Bears at the moment. And, you know, we're loving training, the environment, and, you know, to be fair, that's credit to to Dave and Tom, but also to Pat Lamb in, you know, putting women's rugby on his radar and overseeing our programme as well. So, you know, it's a great place to be at the moment.
0: Yeah, I, 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 we will we'll get into the sort of the the, the, the more mm. of the details of the personnel and the squad however but but i it, it it's no surprise that those clubs that are that are more integrated into the the full program and let's not go down the route of mirroring the men exactly in premiership and that's a that's a discussion for another day but it it does strike me that those clubs that are that are, are, are not rubber stamp, but properly integrated, like yourselves, like the Exeter Harlequins, you know, are, are those teams that are, are much, much nearer the the, the the top of the table. That that comes as no surprise to to people onlookers. Is that is that the same view you hold as well?
1: Yeah, I think so. You know, we've seen a huge shift this year um, in moving to the high performance centre, and obviously, you know, Dave working somewhat with the men's as well, and I guess picking up things and you know being overseen by by Pat and you know, his vision and drive filtering down to the club. And I, I think that is that is massive, you know, with so much learnings that have happened. But, you know, the reality is we've had a couple of great sign-ins in, in um, Abby Ward and Leanne, who's obviously been injured for the start of the season, but then, you know, a couple of others. But apart from that, we're exactly the same squad. So I think, you know, that shows how an environment, good coaching and um, good culture throughout you know, can really transform a side. And um, the reality is we're enjoying playing this Bristol style of, of rugby where we're excited to develop and learn. And, you know, we, when we go out there on game day, you know, we're, we're always concentrating. And when we face Quinn's the weekend, it was always about us, our game plan and what we can do. And that, that paid off, off massively. And, you know, I think as players now we have confidence in our game plan and, um, what we're doing on the training field and um i think that helps then on game day when you're going in and you're really buying into what's being implemented it almost seems seamless and it's you know it, it, it you don't worry then about about the results because you're concentrating on yourselves and uh, the result speaks for itself then after that
0: yeah absolutely so yeah some some real clarity and, and vision from the top and you know um Come across Pat quite a lot in 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 my job, and yeah, you you certainly do what you what he asks you to do. He's uh he's he's he's, uh, he's a chap I'm brilliant motivator of people, and um as a, a great great vision, and, and Bisla totally bought into it. And it looks like you guys have have as well. So let's get into the the, the personnel You you mentioned um Abby and Leanne there, um and Leanne. Back in, I think she's back in uh, back into yeah. England squad this week and what have you. Um, congratulations on the nuptials. Um, yeah. But it's not just that. Plenty I mean, uh, spoken about the likes of Ava Reed and Sarah Byrne when he did last season. But it's more than that, isn't it? It's more than just getting a, a couple of decent players. There seems to be, and excuse the cliche, but everybody's singing off the same hymn sheet. Is that a fair comment?
1: Yeah, I think you've got our spot on, Johnny, you know, obviously those girls are outstanding players and bring a level of professionalism, but also standards and, you know, raise the standards within our environment. You know, Sarah Byrne turning from injury is getting better and better each game, scarily better, actually. Absolutely, you know, a a line break and her feet and her offload the weekend. But, you know, that was just one example, to be honest, of um, an all round outstanding performance from her. So, you know, I think obviously those girls drive the standards, but, um, the reality is everyone else is buying into, to those standards and, you know, we're bouncing off each other. Well, the want a need for individuals, us as individuals to get better, but also try new things and, and be brave in how we're playing and, and what we're trying and training. And, um, you know, that's, that's absolutely key. You know, we're, we feel like we can express ourselves as players and, uh, you know, if we do make mistakes in the training field, that, that's okay because we're trying things and we're being brave and how we're playing. I think that is, you know, sh- shining through in performance.
0: So that obviously, again, com- comes from, comes from the top, comes from, com- from, from Dave Ward, who's, who's come in mm-hmm. um, as head coach. What, what does he bring? I mean, that's an obvious, probably a too obvious question after what you just said, but, but allows you to, to express yourselves, um, but just sort of sum him up as a as a coach because he's fairly new to it.
1: Yeah, but you know if you were in our environment, you wouldn't think Dave is fairly new to it. You know he okay. he's obviously a hugely experienced player himself. He's yeah. got a huge amount of knowledge of the game. Um I find the way he analyzes the game really, really interesting. Um he instills a lot of confidence in us as players. You know, he backs us as players and um is an extremely supportive coach which which helps. Um, You know, you know, he's very open. We can go to him at at any point. And to be honest, he always goes above and beyond. And uh, with the amount of work he puts in, the level of detail that is there, but also how he managed to capture us as as players and our engagement and our concentration levels, I find you know really, uh, I've never really experienced that before. You know, he manages to to get the room completely and get us all of us switched on and engaged, which is something um that I've yeah, like I've was like, wow, how how do you manage to get everyone's attention so well? But you know, I think as well, because he's make he makes time for every individual, which is 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 huge in a in a team sport. And you know, how we does didn't he... see that I'm, sorry, in Pat Lamb, you know, Pat's around the environment, he comes in, he knows all of our names as pl- women's players as well, which is which is massive. You know, he's taken the time to get to know who each and every one of us. And he even comes, you know, like he see me in the gym, and he'll he'll say something. off at, at a point in the game that I did maybe something really well, or how I could do better, and he's he's picked out on what I individually maybe had done, you know. So the level of detail, which even Pat is looking at, makes you feel absolutely valued, you know.
0: Wow, I mean that's yeah, yeah that's that, that's that's incredible, buying, isn't it? As you say, from from the from the very very top. How, how does Dave get your attention there? Does he wear a sort of clown shoes or a big red nose or something? play loud well, music I, or white noise or something.
1: Well, you know, the amount of knowledge that bloke has got, he's got some random facts. And at the end start of every meeting, <laughs> we have like a quiz. And I'm like, Dave, how do you even know this information? Um, but yeah, you know, he's just got some innovative ways of engaging us. We split into groups, you know, it's quick fire stuff, but, you know, it's really cool. But you must do a lot of reading because he, he knows some random facts. <laughs>
0: Brilliant! He's a nausea hooker, and that's
1: that's no bad thing.
0: Don't um, you know? That's uh, close, close, close to my heart. That position. And where have you? So just, just, just take a so start of the season with with Exeter, close Heartbreak, DMP, put over hundred points uh, on them, and then and then Sale and Quins. Marks out of ten, and what can you do better? Where where can this score... This squad, and again, it's you know something that Dave speaks about a lot in his in his post-match interviews about a squad. Um, you know, spoke at the weekend about another ten, fifteen players to come into come into the side during the cup cup and, and get some opportunities. Yeah. Um, where can this squad grow?
1: I think that's the exciting bit. I think, like, even though we're performing really well at the moment, I think as players we truly believe we've got another level to go to. So. Um, I'm unsure where we can get to, but I, I know for certain where we feel like we're not there yet, essentially. Um, and yeah, Dave is right. Like there's, you know, it is a whole squad effort and there's some girls that we'll now see in, in the cup run, but they've contributed to our results so far as well. And this is what, um, you know, their contribution has made us be prepared because they push the standards in training, their training, Um, buying into everything you know and they're bringing the energy and positivity as well in training and that hunger from one to 40 essentially is absolutely there and you know there's no sapping or there's no negativity it's we're all on the same page you want to achieve the same thing and that is absolutely huge Um, but you know I think you know we're building our game and we're performing week on week and not everything has always been perfect. You know, we were five all against Quinns. We were down for a fair amount of time against Gloucester-Hartbury. But what I also think is how comfortable we are in in playing our game, but also not panicking um, and managing then to see out results at the end of it. Um, So maybe, you know, if we manage to start a little bit better or break sides down earlier, who knows where, where we can go as well.
0: Wow. have you set goals? Obviously, um, but but can, can publicly can we are, we, are you talking publicly about, about about top four about getting to those playoffs?
1: Yeah, I think Dave, you know, has announced publicly that you know top four is 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 our, our aim as as bears this year, and you know I think I think we can now maybe be started to take seriously on that based on the first five results and the performances that have gone in. So you know, as, as players, obviously we want to, we want to be in those playoffs as well
0: yeah absolutely uh yeah when you're when you're beating the likes of X 2 I think you know people would think will be there or thereabouts because the Hartbury have always been nibbling away at the uh at the top four and obviously the the reigning champs are at home with their place um when they had a few returnees and the likes of Jess Breach and, and what have you back it's yes yeah, serious serious contenders um come on then, it's a really weird dynamic. got to ask Mr. and Mrs coach and <laughs> sort of one of the leaders in the do, do they get much banter I do hope that they do.
1: I think we may maybe as players give them a, a little bit of banter and a little bit of stick, um, at the right moments. But uh yeah, of I yeah, but you know, Abby Abby's a great leader, um, a great player and really drives the standards and they're both very professional in, in everything that they do. So but yeah, we, we obviously gotta give them a little bit of stick for uh, you know, being married and uh, in camp. <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. No, you don't have to do those suicides. That's fine. No, no, don't worry, Abby. Yeah, no, I can see it now. No, no, yeah. I, I'm sure that is not the not the case at all.
1: <laughs> no, it's not the case. But we do give them a bit of banter over who's boss in that in that relationship away from rugby. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Good
0: start. Glad to hear. It. Joan, so I'm, I'm very conscious of your time we spoke at the beginning, just how, how busy you are. Just just one final question for me, and uh, it would be remiss if we didn't didn't ask you about the um, you know, whale situation. Uh, and obviously, you know, Six Nations is is not far away. Don't want to look back. There's there's no point. There's no rewind button in life. But there's some some positive news, positive murmurings coming out. Um, yeah, in the address, women's rugby was spoken about, and uh, uh, almost a, a formal apology. Um, was was made to you guys, and Nigel Walker's come in, and and again is publicly talking about the women and, and saying that you've got got a lot of things wrong. Some some new coaches involved, just um, yeah, on a short term basis. But that's all really positive, isn't it? And and you can go into camp with with, with a bit of a spring in your step, whereas possibly that might not have been the case for the last two three years.
1: Yeah, you know, I think. Um, you know, we've spoken as players, we've got to be open-minded now to the change and, and everything that is gonna be presented to us um in the short term now with interim coaches, but also longer term with head coach appointment and, and everything else that's gonna happen. Um, you know, obviously it's always an honour to wear that Welsh jersey, and as I've said. Um, already you know our welsh players are performing week in week out for yeah. for clubs in the alliance 15s we've we've absolutely got to take confidence in that into the welsh shirt and i think if we do that and um also embrace and enjoy the environment then we're going to be in a much better place but you know obviously as players we absolutely welcome this this change um and taking us, us seriously and we've we've got to believe the WRU when we accept their apology but the next steps is now the hugely important thing for us in players as players but also for the future generations of women's rugby players and kids that want to come through the game the pathway and everything else so um yeah like the interim review has, has happened and they WRU acknowledge that um you know they haven't been sh- shown in the best light Um, And they've apologised. We've accepted that. And as you said, Johnny, the important thing now is the next steps and and what happens from there. But, you know, we've got a a job to do as players going into this autumn campaign. Um, We want to we want to perform mainly. You know, it could help our confidence massively if we get some wins under our belts as well. But obviously wins would come with performance. Um, But as individuals, and so I've said to the girls, you know, you've got to be confident with where you're at as players going into this campaign, and how we transfer that to the Welsh shirt now is going to be huge for our success in in the autumns and beyond.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We we all make mistakes, don't we? It's um, how you react from it. So we, yeah, we, we look we look on with great interest to to see, and and those of us that that can do a little something to to hold them accountable, we'll we'll, we'll certainly do that. I know there's a. Podcast sprung up, has not it? To to change bits and pieces, and and the girls are the girls are doing doing that kind of stuff, and Philippa and what have you. So, it's uh, it's all really really great. But lovely to speak to you this morning. All the best with uh, with Bristol. We, again, we continue to to look on and, and see where you can grow, and and all the very very best with Wales for the uh, autumn campaign and and going into the Six stations. It's Always a pleasure to have you on the pod.
1: No, brilliant. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks for having me, and thanks for all that you do for women's rugby and beyond so uh yeah it's always a pleasure to be on i'm rachel taylor and you're listening to the women's rugby pod
0: hey berth have you heard of vo vo yes Vo, the sports camera that can film rugby matches out the need for a camera operator really Yeah, the camera uses two 4K lenses to capture the entire pitch in 180 degrees to make sure you don't miss a single moment. Saracens women and Wasp women already using their cameras last season. So is it just for Elite Sport? No, V.O. is is bridging that gap berth between grassroots and Elite Sport with state-of-the-art camera technology, making it easy and accessible for everyone to use so that every team, big or small, can watch themselves play and develop and level up.
2: Now that sounds like the perfect coaching tool.
0: And it's portable. Portable? Yes, it attaches to a tripod, which means you can set it up anywhere without the need for internet or mains connection. And do you know what the best bit of it all is? Theo are offering the Women's Rugby Pod listeners... £100 pounds off a camera by using the discount code WRP100. That's WRP100 for £100 pounds off your very own VO camera. Visit vo.co. That's ve dot C-O. Great to have Sean Crap on the WRP. Busy lady, isn't she? But, yeah, really, really positive time for her at the moment. Bristol, superb start to to the season for them. Five from five, maximum 25 points with uh, with Saracens. And a very, very impressive victory at the home of the champions of the weekend. If you haven't seen Sarah Burns' line break for, uh, for a try, uh, then please do. Unbelievable stuff. They've got some, some decent running props at Bristol, haven't they, with the, with Simi Pam as well. Um, and on the international front as well, Wales saying all the right things, just got to make sure that goes into actual deeds. Now, uh, we talk a lot on this pod, don't we, about fact and verba. They have to put into place proper pathways Proper support for the women's pro because these girls so much and it's uh, it's about treating them fairly and respect that they they deserve. I heard from Sharon there that uh, yeah, it's personal life, the family and friends that, that that suffers those relationships, that quality time that that suffers. That's the first thing to go when when you give so much to to, to club and country. Uh, but uh, yes, some positive waves, some positive noises coming out of Wales who announced their 36 player squad last week John Will captain as we've said for the autumn test against Canada South Africa and Japan six uncapped players a few from the uh, the premier 15s in England one of those being cat evans from saracens lilian podiac from claddarth uh, north mary jones from Porth harlequins uh, another debutant or potential debutant at the backs jade muller from harlequins leanne burnell from poddi Falcons and Flo Williams. Not the first time she's been in the squad. Uh, the wasp fly half. And the joint head coaches, Garrett Lewis and Johan Cunningham, stated they were aiming for a mix of experience and new players to aid competition and development. A time of year, isn't it, when uh, squads are being announced. Simon Middleton, the Red Roses boss, announced his 40-player squad with no less than 11 uncapped players. Sarah Byrne, as you know, is back from injury. She's is a fantastic form for the Bears. Noted absentee from the squad was Wasps centre fly-half Olympian Meg Jones, who turned down a 15s contract to continue to play sevens instead. Sam Middleton did explain that players are unable now to, to switch between the two codes. Uh, Helena Rowland and Alex Matthews both switched back to 15s, which is good news for the Red Roses. Those 11 uncapped players then, I'll just rattle through them. Sadia so, yeah, said, Kabir Moore, Ewa Colin Powell Emily Robinson in the back line Holly Aitchison, they will know her from Sevens, the uh, the Saracens midfielder. Heather Cowell, the Harlequins winger. Marin Dodge from Exeter Chiefs. Lucy Packer, Flo Robinson, Emma Seng, the Gloucester fullback and Ella Wiras, the scrum half. Yeah, the other international news I wanted to let you know about before I hand over to Nandy, who will round up everything else that's going on around the globe, it was news from New Zealand. It was a fire-up Palmer Cup final at the weekend, both Canterbury and Waikato, a replay of last year's final, of course, which Canterbury won in injury time, remember, So Waikato were were very, very keen to to get the W this time, both without their their Black Fern stars who were preparing for the Northern Hemisphere Tour. But Waikato came from behind to beat last year's champions. 22 points to 20. Kaatomi had both their locks in the bin after a Sugar Rock infringement and attempted a last-ditch comeback by Waikato's defence. Ran the clock down and secured them the win after Waikato hurt as I say after being beaten by Canterbury in injury time last year. In the Championship, 2 Cyclones entered as favourites winning the right to play at home after winning five from five games. Hawk Bay produced some early flair but the Cyclones were for a force in spreading the ball to the wings and led throughout the match. The final score was Manawatu 55. Hawks Bay 12. So huge congratulations to Waikato and to Manawatu. The other huge, huge news coming out of New Zealand announced last week was the launch of the Alpiki Super Rugby League. A brand new league starting in March 2022. There are four teams conferred. The Blues, which is uh, the Auckland's uh, Based franchise coached by Willie Walker, the Chiefs led by ex Black Ferns coach Alan Bunting, the Hurricanes led by ex Black Ferns coach Wesley Clark, and combined South Island's team governed by the Crusaders, and that is going to be coached by Canterbury's Farah Palmer coach Blair Baxter. The league is aimed to reflect a stepping stone between the Farah Palmer Cup and the Black Ferns, with Alpiki translating to the ascent to the uppermost realm. Rather appropriate, isn't it? Squad will be 28 player and due to be selected later in the month. Now, over to Nandi Butelezi for the rest of the news around the overworld.
3: USA Rugby launched the Premier Rugby Sevens on Saturday in Memphis, the first professional rugby sevens tournament with pay parity between men's and women's. In the women's tournament, teams included the Loonies, Loggerheads, Headliners, and Experts. In the final, Loonies 28, 14 Headliners, and in the third-place playoff, Experts 5, 30 Loggerheads. West Asia Sevens The United Arab Emirates have won the third West Asia 7s beating Qatar, winners of the first two tournaments in 2018 and 2019 in the final. Hosted in Doha, Qatar, after original host Lebanon had to pull out due to COVID, the tournament saw UAE, Syria, Iraq, Qatar and Iran. It was Iraq's first appearance as a Test 7 side, making it the 144th country to debut. In the bronze medal match, Iran beat Syria 5-0. And in the final... United Arab Emirates beat Qatar 41-0. Tunisia, Senegal and Cote d'Ivoire will make their test debuts in a triangular tournament starting in Tunis this weekend. The matches are as follows. 9 October, Tunisia vs Senegal. 13 October, Senegal vs Cote d'Ivoire. 17 October, Tunisia vs Cote d'Ivoire. Under the confusing banner of the Africa Cup, which is ongoing, it's an opportunity to assist the teams and give an opportunity to as many teams as possible to showcase their talent before an adequate competition format is designed for next year's qualification to the W15 competition. Tunisia beat Senegal 14-3 on both of their debuts, making them the 67th and 68th countries respectively to play women's test rugby. Player of the match went to Tunisia's fly half, Ameni Ben Salem, who scored a first half try and performed Form kicking duties. Results for Elite 1. In Pool A, Stade Francais Paris 15, 10, Lons, Stade Toulouse 44, 5, ASM Rougbenaar. Stade Rene 36, 24, FC Grenoble Amazons. And in Pool B, Lille 17, 34, Stade Bordelais. Montpellier RC 18, 10, Blackneck. AS Bayonnaise 13, 15, Lyon. Stade Toulisier extend the top of the table lead of Pool A, same as Montpellier in Pool B. Next week fixtures Pool A, Lons vs. Stade Toulisier, Papagny vs. Stade Francais, ASM Roupenar vs. Stade René, and in Pool B, Blackneck vs. Bayonnaise, Bordeaux vs. Montpellier. Chile Marazin vs. Leo. Ipedora Round 3 Krat Residencia 33, 26, San Cuga. Olimpico de Pozello 29, no Sansei Scrum Eiba Taldia 40, 38, Mahalande Complutense Cisneros 20, no Cotiva Cocos In the A.O. Island League Belancolic 31, 17, Galvigians Blackrock College 63. Null, Wilklo RFC. Malone, Null. Null, Railway Union RFC. Setonians 28. 12, Cook. UI Bohemian 46. 17, Old Belvedere. This means Old Railway Union lose their top of the table spot to UI Bohemian, who lead with 15 points.
0: Nadi Boutilei there with the international news. Uh, Nadi will be... With us every single week to go through the international news, great to have her on board. Yeah, it brings a real buzz and energy to the WRP, doesn't she? Another lady who has brought buzz and energy, and that's not just because she's named after a computer game hedgehog. Uh, But Sonia Green, the Saracen, better known as Sonic, made her 300th appearance for Saracens. At the weekend, we just had to get her on the pod this week. Here's Sonic. It is a massive, massive well, welcome times 300, I guess, to <laughs> uh, to Sonic. Uh, how are you, Sonia? Lovely, lovely to have you on the pod. Thank you so much for joining us. It was a, it's a late call, um, but we just we absolutely had to mark what it was an unbelievable milestone at the weekend certainly don't look old enough to have 300 appearances I look but good uh, are three. you <laughs> are, I
2: saying i look good for 300
0: are <laughs> those are the they're, they're the 300 balloons behind you
2: yeah there's some of them oh, i mean they're yeah. everywhere they were in the changing rooms they were in the stadium i think i should probably shouldn't say it's because of damaging the environment but i think some got released but these ones ended up back at school so i'm at school at the moment and um these ones yeah i couldn't fit these on the tube unfortunately so they're still here
0: Oh, brilliant. Um, how are you?
2: I'm good. I'm yeah, I'm just happy we beat Exeter, actually, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, it's not, wasn't, I mean, it was an amazing, amazing day, but it's not just about me, it wasn't about me. That was, um, obviously, the season, like every season, is super important, and Exeter is a big game for Saracens, there's a big club rivalry there. Um, it was. this time last year if we rewind a year our first game against Exeter we lost our first game since 2018 against them away Um, and that was a big game for them as well it was their first year in the Premiership uh, with a women's team so yeah it was a really sort of big occasion and then sort of on a personal level it was my first game I hadn't been picked for Saracens in about 19 seasons so it was a big old day for me I was water girl I was a non playing reserve so I was there First game,
0: never picked. So fast forward a year, very different day. Yeah, very very different day. Uh, very different different result. But I mean, it's 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 I mean, it's, it's 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 so you to be talking about Saracens first and foremost rather than yourself when I ask how you are, and then you go straight to Saracens. It's it's very typically you and and why you're so so admired and, and liked with within the game. Um, but I am gonna I am going to um, hammer the point. It looked like a really, really special day. Forget Saracens, just you. It seemed like a really special day and people had just remember what I just said. They made a huge amount of effort because um, you mean a great deal to to them and the club. Did did you feel rightfully special?
2: I did, very much so. um, Right from the start and in the build up in the week, uh was pretty intense. Uh, as you know, I'm the vice principal at Saracens High School. And at school at the moment, yep. you can see there's lots of Saracens badges everywhere, um, which is great. And I'm very, very proud to say I'll teach here. But um, it's also a bit of a, um, a colliding of two worlds. You know, I've got all of the families and the kids and uh, staff telling me they're coming to my 300th game and I hadn't actually even been picked yet because we don't find out about selection until Wednesday. And, and although I've played every game this season... I, you know, I'm at a point in my career where, like last season, I spent a lot of time on the bench. As I said, I'm, my first game not being picked was Exeter. So, um, yeah, it was a big week. And then to find out I had been set and I was starting, um, super excited. Um, and I I run a, a girls' and a boys' rugby club here. So Friday night after school, loads of kids at rugby club, all very excited that they're coming to the game on Sunday. Um, but obviously, I just needed to focus on my performance and the team performance and work on everything we needed to improve from the weekend before against Worcester so it was a big week but yeah when I got there literally from the second I arrived I had there was so many amazing messages um ex-players like lots of the old girls um, even my first coach Lee Adamson who used to play for Saracens himself he sent a message in um the the team made me feel very special um having like the Guard of Honour with the kids as I ran out. And at the end, just seeing so many friends and family there was amazing.
0: Oh, awesome. Well, you deserve uh, all all of it, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think if, if Alex hadn't have picked you, I, I think he probably should have emigrated or something because um, I'm not sure people would have uh, would have accepted that.
3: Perhaps. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, 300 games is an extraordinary amount. And, and, and say Lottie Clap. May get to that, or or, or a back three player is one thing, but to play in the position you did, you sort of slowly moving your way up, up, up. Yeah, perhaps, who knows? Perhaps in five years' time, you might be playing hooker. Um <laughs> <laughs> But to, to move from a sort of combative flankers you you not into the second row a little bit now as well. I mean, mm. that that's has it sort of dawned on you just what an incredible achievement it is. Mm. Not sunk I, in yet.
2: No, I don't think so. I just, a lot of people have been asking me how. And um, I think I've been like, I'm being really honest, probably not a very exciting answer, but I think it's just from training really hard. Like anyone that knows me, I'm not the most skillful player. You know, I never have been. When I was playing England Sevens, um, Mike Friday used to say, there's piano players and piano pushers, and you're definitely a piano pusher. And so, you know, I'm not, I'm not the most skillful. I know that, but I am, I, like, I know that I work hard. I've got really good work rate. I work hard off the pitch, work hard on the pitch. I put my body on the line for everyone. And um, so I think, yeah, just training really, really hard and and eating well. Like, again, that's a really boring answer, I'm sorry. But just like looking after my body. Um, and I think that's the reason I'm still able to play at this level. Um, you know, I've got the joints of a 90-year-old because of it. But, yeah, I'm just look after my body.
0: <laughs> it's certainly all the hairstyle of a 90-year-old. Um, so the... Um, With the motivation then, I mean, you say training well, um, that's unbelievable, isn't it? I used that phrase on Sunday when I was coaching my little team. Uh, Mike Friday's words get everywhere, don't they? Um, That motivation then to to continually train well, to continually look after your body. When you have so many other pressures, you know, you're vice principal of a school, which is an incredibly absorbing job, I'm sure. Where does that motivation then come from?
2: Just like a desire to be the best. Um, yeah. I just, I just, everything that I do, I just want to be the best I possibly can be. Um, and again, it's a bit I know I, you probably think I'm just saying it because I work at Saracens, but we talk a lot about the values at Saracens and we talk to the children at the school about the values and just like that work rate, being disciplined, um, like being honest when stuff is going wrong and, and showing humility and like learning from mistakes. And so I know you're know you, think, oh, you know, you're just saying that because you work there, but I, I like truly believe in it. And um, I'm really buying into that. And I just, I think you've got to be a little bit obsessive to be a good athlete. <laughs> you've got to obsess about your training obsess about wanting to get things be right get it right and be better um I love line outs as you know like you know I've been leaving the line outs the last few and some people in training this week they're like oh I hate line outs and I'm, I'm stood there like I absolutely love this just want to do more want to get it right um I love watching the line outs of the opposition um I love watching the line outs of the men's on Saturday before our game and going okay That's not how to do it, (laughs) and then getting it better on Saturday for us, you know. So you've got to have a, be disciplined and have a little bit of an obsessive behaviour to be motivated to get up every morning, five o'clock, gym, into school, normal day's work, and then train at the end of the day.
0: Absolutely extraordinary, engine. Absolutely extraordinary. Do you do you remember? I know I only keep you for a couple. More questions before we possibly just have a, a little a little round up of, of the weekend with you if you're happy to to, to stay on. But mm-hmm. two kind of more questions just just, just about yourself. Do you maybe your, your your first game?
2: I wish I could. I remember. I mean, I know what it was like at Bramley Road. So if, you, if anyone's a Sari supporter, they'll remember the men used to train at Bramley road. Um, yeah. so when I mean, we used to try and nick their kit they left in the changing rooms cause we didn't get any. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I remember on the Bramley road. I mean, we, a lot of the old girls were joking about it, you know, you do a pitch inspection cause obviously it was a park where people walk their dogs. Um, there was one little stand, you know, there's one little stand and there'd be people sat in the stands, I don't know, drinking, whatever in the evenings. And, um, yeah, it was very different then. Um, I played for the two, so I worked my way up from Sarri's second team. And I just I just remember I knew that I was playing England under 19. I knew that if I wanted to better my England career, um, then I needed to move to a premiership club. I, you know, I'd heard great things about Sarah since I had some role models there, like people that I looked up to, players that I looked up to, coaches. And I just knew that if I wanted to be successful, I had to like keep playing on a muddy pitch in the field in Bramley Road to to improve. And despite that, you know, we were top of the league like year on year and, and sort of, and we we're always at the top, whether we were top or second, you know, we continue to do so. Um, and just some, I've learned from some incredible, incredible players that were not full time, but were professional with a small p, um, great international players. And it's thanks to them that I'm where I am today.
0: Is there one game that stands out for you? Was that just. Um, a-
2: to me saracens or england saracens you're asking saracens um so I am yeah saracens uh pretty much every game i've ever played against richmond i know richmond are no longer in the premiership but there's there's been a there's some really yeah some nail biters against uh richmond that stick in my memory but i think them probably the most recent one in the premier 15s would have to be that game against Quinn's. it was away at Quinn's. you might remember it um yeah. just before covid we were top of the league that season. I know, obviously, in the end, it was null and void. Um, uh, we were 24, 26 points down. I think we just scored just at half-time. So we went in, it was like 26-5 at half-time to Quinns. And we came back to, to win it. Apparently, it was one of the biggest ever comebacks in Premiership rugby, men's or women's. So I think that would have to be one of my best memories playing for Saracens.
0: Unbelievable. Not no not, the, not the, all the all the titles, the league titles, all the premiership wins, no, no, the team performance coming back I mean it, it, uh, so many answers have totally and utterly summed you up, but look. You, should have,
2: you should have heard the team talk at half time from Alex Osterbury. that was probably the best bit, <laughs> and also I can't repeat what he said I, I was going
0: to say yeah a lot of a lot of bleeping going on
2: there was, but that that's probably what did it. that's what helped turn it
3: around
0: Wow. And, and uh, outside of that, have you, have you got a what sort of is there a favorite moment, um, a favorite after game kind of dinner or a pre season tour or one little Sunday? Or what? Two Sunday. Days ago. How lovely. If you'd,
2: have, if you'd have asked me last week, I'd have said winning the World Series, like playing in Hong Kong in front of 50,000 people, like I would have given you those moments. But yeah, Sunday, getting my 300th game for Saracens, that was. I'm Still on a high, it was a bit of a crash back to reality Monday morning back in school, but um, yeah, giving like out
0: detentions or something.
2: We don't give out detentions here,
0: Johnny. So, right, <laughs> that's very up school, isn't it? Yeah, so it's a green, green pen, not a red pen nowadays, that's yeah, right, absolutely. something like that, really yeah. So, oh, no, well, what well, brilliant! And I, I, as I said earlier, you lots and lots of ploys coming your way, and um, so that so they should, um, if there's. An example of a, of a female rugby player that, um, any young lady or woman is, is listening to this pod. Um, then just look back at this lady's career and it's a fine, fine example of how you conduct yourself on and off the field. So huge, huge congratulations from, from myself and everyone at the, the, the WRP. Um, a brilliant milestone. Um, I just wanted if you've got a moment or two just to go through the rest of the results with you and just get your kind of take on, there's literally nobody. More experience playing at the moment to talk us through to the teams. Um, we just go through and just just talk about the results. Sale got their first win of the season, thirty-one nil against DMP. Uh, we're worried about DMP, Oe. Uh, it's 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 it's. Hey, look, there. Yeah, I mean, every every year we say we're worried about them. It's um. Oh, just give me a second.
2: Sorry, <laughs> sorry. This is what happens sorry. when you're working in a school. <laughs> sorry.
0: Um... <laughs> Not to worry. <laughs> So I'm sorry for their detention. No, yeah, no, no. probably. I was a member <laughs> of staff,
2: yeah. Um, yeah, so I think if, on paper that it's not looking good, is it? But, I mean, when we played against them, in, I know the score was, was huge, but, you know, they're a decent side. They're a physical yeah. team. They're a young team. Um, but, they're yeah, they're, they've got so much potential. But I don't know. I don't know what, what more to say. Um, I'm not surprised at the result. I would have expected Sale to put a little bit more on them, if I'm honest.
0: Yeah, I think time's going to run out for them, isn't it? Um, for for them to develop Worcester.
2: Yeah, wow. Well, I said so. I spoke to Joe Yap after the game. We ha- obviously we played them previous week. I said to them, "I think you're going to do it. I think you're going to beat Luffa." Um, obviously, we played Luffa the week before. Again, a good side, but lots of young players. We've had a few players from us from last season have moved there. Um, I expected. The, the game was tough, but I expected more from them out from the backs. I mean, their backs are outstanding in Loughborough, but after we played them and then playing Worcester, I was like, yeah, Worcester can do this. So I was expecting Worcester to get the win. Um, yeah. yeah. It was a good game.
0: It was. Yeah, for 18 14. Um, yeah, predicted Worcester win there as well. Yeah. Laura Keats, great. Great to see Laura Keats back. Yeah, see um, her back.
2: I saw her after the game. It was great. Yeah, great to see her back.
0: Back playing. Uh, and Yamamoto kicked first ever points for a Japanese player in the Premier 15s. A little bit of history there. Yeah. Bristol, huge
2: result at no, the and
0: Champions, 24
2: 5. I cannot wait to play Bristol. Everyone's saying, I <laughs> cannot wait to play them. Um, wow, yeah, like winning, you know, Quinn's at home. I, again, like none of these scores this weekend, but maybe ours, but I was, you know, I could have predicted. I thought Bristol could do it. And um, I'm really pleased for them as a, if, I, if I'm being a neutral, I think it's you know it's good for the game it's good for Great. good for them to see them winning, um, but uh, yeah if I put my Sarries hat on it's always good to get a win against Queens but I'm excited I'm excited to play both of them but really excited to play Bristol now after that that performance and there was some excellent tries there really interesting tries as well watching on the highlights reel.
0: Yeah, I I have a a statement that's five from five from from then now wasps mm-hmm. uh they are double up at the uh you know Coventry building Whatever society arena yeah. yeah um up at cov um 3425 I thought that was going to be closer
2: Yeah, I thought it'd be closer although you know it's an it's an occasion for them isn't it it's a big it's a big it's a big yeah. season for wasps yeah, yeah. women yeah. now becoming part of wasps and um getting that double header I know a lot of the girls were excited about that and they've got some England players, GB players back in, so the squad was slightly different. Um, So, yeah, again, not surprised about the result. Um, You'd you'd hope that uh, that Was would raise to that occasion.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and then um, your result, thirty-one nineteen. Wow. Again. Um, I, again, I'm surprised at the the margin. It was one of those when we do our predictions every week on, on on here, and I had three in the balance, and I, and I thought you know Worcester will, and I, I should have gone Bristol as well. But I, I thought I was and eyeing with Exeter, um, yeah. but thirty one nineteen. That's that's a properly properly good result against a, a, you know, a yeah. What is for? Yeah, it's a formidable side now. Yeah, and
2: they're they're outstanding. I mean, you think about the amount of internationals they've got in their team, um, mm. Canadians, Americans uh they are big physical players they are well drilled you know they had um, amy garnett last year Susie appleby last year and this year they've got some excellent coaching team around them good setup there um and they play like i think poppy said it after the game you know they play the exit away um but we just we smothered them. i know they scored first but after that we smothered them and it we just, we clicked and we've, we've, as you know, we're always a bit slow to get started at Saracens. Um, but this season, not this, like the last few weeks, we've actually started really positively. So I know that they got the first try, but after that, it was a bit of a wake up call. Um, so, so yeah, obviously uh, it was a very ner- big nerve wracking week for me, but I was also equally nervous because I know how good Exeter are and what a great side they are.
0: Let's give it, let's have a, let's finish off then. Your prediction for the top four. Saracen number one. Let's, let's, let's get that out of the road.
2: Yeah.
0: Bristol. Yeah.
2: Exeter.
0: Yeah. Wasps. Whoa. You heard it here first. That's been great get yourself with every Harlequins fan there. Yeah. And I'm sure you don't mind a bit.
3: <laughs>
2: we'll see we'll see but
0: that's what i'm saying at the moment yeah no it's it's a uh, look as you said a couple of these 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 results going possibly not the predicted way is is brilliant for the league brilliant for the game uh it really is because we don't yeah. want just uh you and quinn's drifting where the top um has has been the, the way in, in past seasons sonic we will let you get back to school uh get back to yeah. your balloons and the students <laughs> and just thank you so much for coming on had to market, Um. Always loved um, commentating on you uh, and watching you through the years. And let's hope there's a fair few more performances in you yet. Thanks, Johnny. Much appreciated. You take care. Cheers, Alec. Bye now.
1: Hello, you lovely people. I'm Shauna Brown, and you're listening to Women's Rugby Pod. Into
0: the English second here. No championship games last weekend, but there's a full round of fixtures this weekend. Up north, Kenilworth, travel to Cheltenham. Field Waterloo host Barnsley. Harrogate take on West Park Leeds. Litchfield take on Sefton. And Loughborough Town host Castrians. Down south, Bar take on the Supermarines. Blackheath take on Old Albanians. Buckingham are up at Henley. While Reading Abbey on the third and Ho host Richmond. That's got it for another jam-packed women's rugby pod. Exciting time, isn't it? As the, uh, the English League takes uh, a break, a, fire, a Power cup, and then all eyes now turning on to the international game. As uh, New Zealand come up here, and we've got loads of international rugby to bring you as well. And we'll be with you every step of the way under a year now until that World Cup. And yes, we will, we will be with you every step of the way, bringing you all the latest developments, chatting to all the relevant people all the way, right the way through to the, uh, the World Cup itself. Shout outs this week then, Bedford Blues Women took on Shelford's second 15 at Goldington Road. Shelford Nomads, also their first league game, incidentally. Uh, and start as you mean to go on, because Bedford Blues women won 31-0. Really said a huge congratulations in person to Sonia Green, but it's worth making out again. 300 appearances for Saracens. Wow. International Test debuts for Tunisia. They were 67th nation to do that. Senegal, the 68th. And Iraq, the 144th for sevens. Shout out to Umbro as well. The New England kit was released last week with a bespoke design for the women, completely separate from the men. It looked very nice too. A huge big up to Royal Mail. Have you seen the stamps that have been released for the uh, 150th anniversary of the RFU? Stamps featuring players such as Emily Scarrett, Sophie Spence, Kim Littlejohn, Melissa Berry as well. Uh, you yeah, haven't got hold of mine yet, but, um, well, wow, women's rugby on stamps. Whatever next. Perhaps people in the game as well. Who knows? Huge congratulations to Leah Riley and to Matt nuptials at the weekend. A 2 day honeymoon and then straight back into England camp. Uh, but yeah, huge congratulations to the Red Roses scrum half got married at the weekend. It was well Mental Health Day on Sunday. Uh, and I just want to say how proud we are here on the WRP to be associated with Brave Mind. Uh, Mental Health Charity, the Mental Health Charity, actually actioning um, what they set out to do, what they launched with some time ago now by putting a mental health expert first aider as it were into every rugby club around britain others have jumped on that background and, and following suit as well but uh yeah brave mind do give them a follow do give them a, a, a support in, in any way that you can but a huge thank you as ever to our guests to john illy crap to sonic to you the listeners thank you very much for, for all your support if you haven't subscribed or your friends haven't subscribed, then, then do hit that subscribe button. Pop a little five-star rating in there as well. The, the machine doesn't accept anything but a five-star rating. So just hit the five stars. Um, and check out our YouTube channel as well. Um, we've also got stash. Should you uh, want a full range of women's rugby pod stash there for you, if you so wished? Uh, and the address for that is www.hawbro.com forward slash wrp there's and all sorts in there there's beanies there's caps there's training vests there's leggings Um, and of course you know for women's kit as well Um, it's not just umbro who can do that we can do it here on the wrp as well huge thank to the mind this ugly mug to to sean to tom and the to blue bell and a huge welcome to Nandi butelezzi great to have her on board uh, and we look forward to, to her presence on the pod growing as the weeks go on but enjoy your week and we will see you next time until then add more substance and less spectacle into your life